make up your mind. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am Divine. This is Wrestling with the Locals. And yes, that was the exalted one, Mr. Brody Lee's entrance theme. And uh, with a heavy heart, uh, I've waited as long as I could. I didn't I didn't know how to piece together words. Uh, still don't at this point. But as everyone knows, on the 26th, that... Uh, John Huber, known to many of us as Mr. Brody Lee, or formerly known as Luke Harper in the WWE, part of the Wyatt family and the Bludgeon Brothers, has passed on. Um, wonderful in-ring talent. Just can't say enough about him. He was, you know, one hell of a competitor, a great husband, father, and, and everything. And you just keep hearing the amazing stories about the man coming out. Um all over Facebook and, and Twitter and everybody just sharing their thoughts on him and, and his career and his personality in and outside of the ring. And, you know, we were, <laughs> we were stunned. Um, I was sitting here awaiting the arrival of my daughter to spend the week with us and um, received a message. And normally I, I, I you know, I, I, I'm normally on top of my game, but I had been throw, you know, scrolling through Facebook or, or anything else. I had been sitting here spending time with my wife who had just gotten home from work. And, uh, it was my sister this time who had messaged me and said, Hey, have you heard? And I didn't know what she was talking about. And, um, I said, no, what, what's, what's wrong? What's going on? I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know that that it was, you know, Brody. I thought it was closer. You know, I thought it might've been, you know, something was wrong with grandma or my mother. And so I, I, I panic and I start trying to call my sister while she sends me the thing. And then I, I panic and I start trying to call everyone in my, my wrestling family that I could reach out to and get a hold of. And just words, I can't find the words to explain the loss. And, and you know, many people are probably like, well, it's just another wrestler loss, but no, this time it's different because he was young. Uh, he didn't have a lot of the personal demons and things that some of the others did. He was a very family oriented person and he would leave, you know, he would leave and, and go home to his family. That was his thing. He didn't, he didn't have that. Uh, he didn't have that issue of turning his character off like many did. He was very humble. He was very honest. And the one time that I did encounter him, he was the most respectful, you know, caring human being I'd ever met. He was very willing to to give his advice and, and to talk to you and give you the time of day, whether you were entry level, just a passerby or, or somebody that he had met before. And, you know, it was just heartbreaking. I uh, immediately reached out to Titanic and he was just as shocked as I was. We did not know that uh, Luke was... Brody, John, whatever you want to call him, whatever name you know him by, 
we didn't know that he was facing health issues. Uh, I knew that uh, AEW had plans for him had he returned and knew that he was out for injury, but did not know the extent of said injury. So I, I just was not expecting that. I was waiting for his ring return within the next few weeks, to be honest with you. And that's just a heartbreaking situation. And just we want to pay our respects from us here at wrestling with the locals to to the Herber family and to AEW who, you know, were there for the family and, and everything. We want to pay our respects to you guys on your loss. Our thoughts and prayers are with you. And uh, nobody can imagine, you know, the suffering that that's going on. But uh, just gone but not forgotten. He'll never be forgotten. He was a hell of an in-ring talent. And an amazing, amazing human being. But on that note, I'm going to try to move on and, and sound positive and take a deep breath and just kind of you know, try to try not to cry on you guys. As that was, that's you know, I've done some hard things, and that that right there was one of the hardest, especially with somebody that was in the prime of their career. Anyway, this is supposed to be my Sunday sports recap of the weekend, as I know some of the NFL games are still going on right now. But uh, we had some of the bowl games that were going on this past week. Mm. Looking over some notes here. The first game, it just says bowls. It doesn't say what bowl it was. I've dug and dug, and I still couldn't figure it out. I'm sure if I were to call Titanic, he would know. But Appalachia State took on North Texas, 56-28. to Appalachia State would win. Tulane from right here in Louisiana taking on Nevada. Nevada won 38-27, and that was in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. And then the Boca Raton Bowl was UCF and BYU. BYU would pick up that victory, 49-23. to And then the New Orleans Bowl. Louisiana Tech took on Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern whooped up on them, 38-3. to And then uh, another one that just says bowls. I'm sure it's like the Liberty Bowl because I think that's where they played it at. Memphis versus Florida Atlantic. That would be 25-10. to Memphis took home the win. Mm, the New Mexico Bowl, 28-14 Hawaii over Houston with a 28-14 victory. The Camella Bowl. That's interesting. Marshall versus Buffalo. 17-10. Buffalo wins. Uh, I believe that's the one that upset Titanic. Mm. I think he had something going on where he was trying to win some money on one of those uh, app things where if you pick all the winners, you uh, win some money. Buffalo upset Marshall 17-10. Excuse me. (coughs) Lafayette, Louisiana. The Raging Cajuns took on UTSA in the first responder bowl, 31 to 24. Way to go, Raging Cajuns. Mm, looks like the Lending Tree Bowl, which was Western Kentucky taking on Georgia State. Georgia State would pick up that victory, 39 to 21. Then we have the Cure Bowl, which was Liberty versus Coastal. Liberty won 37 to 34. And then we move on to the NFL this week. Hmm. 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 Now, on Christmas Day, I got a Christmas wish granted. Um, We've had trouble beating the Vikings before. Titanic was so elegantly ready to point that out to me on our Christmas edition of the podcast that we did together when he called in. 
But uh, this year, Santa Claus was very nice to us. 52 to 33. Hoot at Nation. Way to go, New Orleans Saints, picking up that victory. And Alvin Kamara tied the most touchdowns scored in a game record with six. Um, I, I'm sure he could have beat it. <laughs> he was on fire. Uh, Alvin Kamara was very impressive in that game running. Then we had the Buccaneers and the Lions yesterday, 47-7. to Jeez, Tom Brady can throw, I guess. I'm not a Tom Brady fan, but the Buccaneers seem to have done pretty well. And then we have 49ers and Cardinals, 20-12 to yesterday as well. Dolphins versus Raiders. I was leaning more toward the Raiders picking up that victory, but one point, and that's all it takes, guys, is one point. A win is a win. It doesn't matter how you do it. 26 to 25, the Miami Dolphins beat the Raiders. Uh, that'll be an upset for Mr. Arnaz. He is a true Raiders fan. Today, the Ravens beat the Giants 27 to 13. The Jets beat the Browns 23 to 16. The Bears beat the Jaguars. That's unfortunate. 41 to 17. <coughs> I apologize. I promise. No COVID related here. Just congestion and tears. I, that's why the sniffles are still going here. I was trying to hold back. Um, Chiefs and Falcons 17 to 14 as the Chiefs pick up the victory over the Falcons. Thank God. I like the Falcons. They are our travels here in New Orleans. And then we got the Bengals versus the Texans. The Bengals without Joe Burrow, 37 to 31, keeping the hope alive. Um, and then, of course, the Steelers, who apparently lost to the Bengals and to uh, the Washington unnamed team, managed to pick up a victory 28 to 24 over the Colts, unfortunately. And then we do have a few games that are still in process right now. Mm. Let's look here. I see that the Panthers and the Washington unnamed team are in their fourth quarter. The Panthers are up 20-6. to six. Broncos and the Chargers are in their fourth quarter as well. It's a close game, 16-12. to 12. The Eagles and the Cowboys, way to go, Dallas. Titanic will love that. Cowboys are up 30-17, to 17 and they're in their third quarter. And we got the Seattle Seahawks and the Los Angeles Rams in their third quarter as well. Looking 6 to 13. Let me see if I can get a more accurate score pulled up here. Give me just one second to pull my Google screen back up and get away from my notes. I do a lot of things on my personal cell phone instead of my laptop as I record off the laptop. But uh, well, we're still, looks like they're still pretty well into the games here, the ones that are in the fourth quarter. Some people would say it's too close to call, right? At least that's what they said during the presidential election. But with the Panthers and the unnamed Washington team, they are in the fourth quarter with three minutes and 27 seconds left. Panthers have the ball with a 20-6 to six lead. I'm going to call that. I may be wrong. I've seen a lot of miracles happen, but I don't think that Washington is going to come back from a 20-6 to six, you know, deficit there as the Panthers have the lead. Um. Now, with the Broncos and the Chargers, they have – oh, wow, it just tied up. Never mind, I will hold my tongue. They have two minutes and 30 seconds left on the clock. 
And the Broncos and the Chargers just tied up this game, and the Chargers have the ball, so they have a chance to take the lead and win the game or take it into overtime. The Eagles and the Cowboys. Hmm. Looking to be about 34 seconds into the third quarter. And the Cowboys have the lead right now with 30 to 17. And the Eagles have the ball. And the Rams and the Seahawks here. They are just now in their fourth quarter with 14.56 on the clock to play. So those games are a little bit too close to call as the Seahawks have the 13-6 lead. Anything could happen with their game as it just went into the fourth quarter. We also have later tonight the Titans will play the Packers, and I'm leaning toward the Packers to win that one. No guarantees, though. Anything can happen. And the Bills and the Patriots, and the Patriots have not been on a great roll. So, you know, maybe the Bills can pull up an upset there. Not sure. But uh, let me just scroll back up and see if we get any finals before I log off for the night here. Bear with me. I do apologize. I'm down to about a minute and 53 seconds on the Broncos and Chargers. Chargers still have the ball. So not really much change. I don't want to sit on here for two minutes and, and keep you guys waiting and be like, oh, well, you know, this is because it's not that important. I just kind of do this for you guys um, that listen to the podcast that watch football that aren't huge wrestling fans. I try to give you all something other than wrestling to hear me talk about. I won't lie to you. I'm not a sports analyst. I am a wrestling commentator. That's what I've done most of my career. I was fairly good at it. I was better at announcing and commentating than I was some things. I was better at managing or refereeing than I was at some things. Wrestling, I was good, don't get me wrong, but I wasn't great, and I knew that. Uh, but I could manage, and I could run my mouth, and I could commentate on a match, and I could sell the emotion to the crowd, and that's what I love to do. And that's why me and Titanic, when we got old and realized we couldn't wrestle anymore, me due to health reasons and him also due to health reasons, we decided to podcast. But uh, I don't watch football much, I'll be honest with you, especially not during the semester when college is fully rolling. Right now I've got three weeks vacation, so I'm enjoying that time with my family and uh, getting to spend time with my kids and do a little extra podcasting and things like that because that's what matters most in life is your family. Make sure you give your family a hug because uh, it's obvious you never know when they're gone. Or when they're going to go, unfortunately. Um, but it's been a fairly great Christmas here for everyone at Wrestling with the Locals. I'm still waiting for one of my brothers to come back in offshore. And as soon as he does, I get to give him his big Christmas gift. And I know y'all are like, well, you shouldn't talk about him on podcasts. Well, he doesn't listen to it when he's offshore. Uh, he's not able to because he doesn't have enough hours in the day. He works on an oil rig, and he is their... Uh, He's one of their lead mechanics for the company, and he uh, he stays busy. Plus, they've got it fixed to where he can't really chit-chat all day. They they block uh, – when they're on the floor, from, from what I understand, they block uh, service. I don't know. I don't know exactly what they do, but I've been informed that he can't receive Facebook and certain things like that when he's, he's actually working. But uh, – so 
I, I look forward to giving him his UWF championship belt that we got him for Christmas. He's going to be thoroughly excited. It'll be his first belt in his uh, collection that will be growing. I promise you that. I'll probably make it a tradition of buying him and probably Titanic both a belt each Christmas if that works out for me in the future. So I know Titanic listens to the podcast. It's no surprise to him. He knows I love my brothers and I know that they love me and they'd do anything for me and they always have my back. So I'd try to take care of them guys. I, like I said, I think the Panthers are going to beat the Washington team. I still call them the Redskins. I don't know why we can't call them that. It's not like we were trying to be racist. I mean, I didn't name the team. The owner did, right? Um, no offense. They've been that for years as far as I can remember when I was a kid. I mean, you know, whatever. I don't know. This world is becoming so politically corrupt and things like that. But anyway, enough rambling from me. It doesn't look like we're going to get a uh, final result on any of these games within the next two minutes. Everybody seems to have plenty of timeouts left. But uh, I, I do believe the Panthers are safe in their victory. And I do believe that the Broncos and Chargers will probably end up going into overtime unless the Chargers score on this drive. And I'm not seeing – let me see if I can pull it up. I'm trying to get it to pull up on my phone because I don't want to turn the TV to it. I'm not that invested in it. And that's just the truth. I'm not, I'm not that invested in it. I, uh, I am uh, actually hooked on uh, Supernatural right now. Um, <laughs> a friend of my wife's is a huge, huge Supernatural fanatic. Let me turn that down. My lord, it's loud. My phone can get very loud. Um, she is a huge Supernatural fanatic, and. Um, I'll just be honest, guys. This podcast, I didn't think I was even going to do it because I had to address the whole Brody Lee situation, and I didn't know how. So I hope I did it justice. And, and if I didn't, I apologize. But uh, that's <laughs> it's no laughing matter. It's been a hard, hard situation to, uh, to deal with um, as I've reached out to a few friends and, and – talk to them about it and read some folks' posts and things. But um, anyway, um, just trying to see here where the Denver Broncos and the Chargers are at on their uh, their gameplay. It's only showing highlights right at this moment. They must be at a timeout again because they all, they, all they all have three timeouts left. So, yeah, they're probably still a timeout. But uh, – Anyway, guys, I think that'll do it for today. Um, I hope y'all appreciate the effort, and I hope that I did justice to Brody Luke, John's memory, whatever name you know him by, rest in peace. Our brother, our friend in this business, you are gone, but you are not forgotten, and uh, your legacy will live on in your children and your wife and in all the work you did, and AEW will never let you be forgotten. They respected you. They uh, they appreciated you and your talent. And, um, you know, in my opinion, 
Mm. I may be overstepping my bounds here, but in my opinion, um, out of respect for Mr. Brody Lee, I don't think AEW needs to put anyone else, whether it be Matt Hardy, Sting, nobody, Hangman Page, Dustin Rhodes, I don't care. They don't need to put anybody in Brody Lee's spot as the leader of the Dark Order. Uh, if anything, since Evil Uno was his right-hand man, I think Evil Uno just needs to keep the boys on track and, uh, you know, just just pay his respects through through that legacy and just carry on the Dark Order as is without, without new leadership. And that's just my personal opinion. I don't think they need to do a half-bake angle where they put someone else in to try to fill his shoes because I'll tell you right now, they cannot fill Mr. Brody Lee's shoes. Nobody could be the exalted one like he was. Um, looks like uh, looks like the Chargers are going to beat the Broncos, guys. So I rambled long enough to get an answer on that one. I mean, there's still 41 seconds in there, but they just went up 19 to 6. So with 41 seconds on the clock, I don't think there's enough time for them to beat them. Anyway, guys, if – if y'all have any questions, concerns, comments, or anything you'd like to request us to cover on one of our future podcasts, please email us at ccwawrestling at yahoo.com. Shoot me a tweet or a instant message on Twitter at Locals Wrestling, or you can send me a message on the Wrestling with the Locals Facebook page. Uh, also, I haven't got any of the YouTube. Oh, Lord. Let's not even go there. <laughs> please go subscribe to the YouTube channel. That way, when I do start getting stuff on there, you'll get updates and alerts. But, um, man, it's been hectic. Christmas literally kicked our butt. We weren't able to, you know, do a lot. I was going to put some pie baking and, and things like that on there with uh, some awesome rum flavors in it. Didn't get to do that. And we'll probably do some light videos from Christmas lights and things like that on there um, with the kids. So that's just a heads up if you see Christmas lights and you don't like Christmas lights. I'm not a big Christmas person. We went and checked out the Abita Springs Abita Brew Pub, which is also a restaurant. They have a huge light display, even for the small building that they, the, the small location that they are, they have a huge light display and they tune it to amazing music, whether it be Christmas music or uh, music from The Greatest Showman, the movie. They they tune it to that, and the lights play with that, and it does phenomenal. It was great. The kids loved it. The wife loved it, and she does not like Christmas lights at all. Um, and it's nothing against Christmas. It's just the fact that uh, it's been too marketized. It's become more about selling things than anything. But anyway, if you have requests, questions, or comments, please send them to us. We accept any feedback, negative or positive. Constructive criticism is always helpful, and we appreciate you. And if you're looking to get an interview, if you're an independent wrestler and you're looking to get an interview on here, that'd be great. We are trying to line up some for next year. Uh, it'll either be me or Titanic doing those interviews with you guys, so send us a message if you can. Also, we do plan on trying to do some big interviews. Um, 
And also before classes start back for me in the spring semester, I plan on making a few road trips to a few places. So look for some live feed from that as well as some audio. But we appreciate it. Also check out our friends at Good Cop, Bad Cop Wrestling Podcast as they just gave out some uh, awards, I believe, in their newest podcast. And you can find them pretty much everywhere you can find us. So hope you guys enjoy their audio, our audio, and all the audio out there available to you, as well as all the wrestling out there available to you at this time. And y'all have a happy new year, guys.